Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Believe You Are a Good Mom. Thanks for listening. This is Emily Wardrop, your host. And oh, Emily Wardrop from Drop the War Life Coaching. <laughs> and I have a special guest today, Marla Beach. And Marla is a self-connection coach, which is very fun because as we connect to ourselves, it's a lot easier to believe that we are a good mom and to live into that. So I'm excited to get into this. So Marla, uh, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Like she said, my name is Marla Beach. I have a podcast called Overburden No More, and I am a self-connection coach, like she said. But before all of that, and like the very most important part of my life is that I am a wife to a man that I've loved for 30 years, and we have four kids that see they make me cry even just talking about them. I love my children so very much, and um. But yeah, this is why I'm so sorry. Um, okay, we youngest, cry on this podcast. My youngest just turned 18 two oh, days wow. ago. And so we've been celebrating him all weekend. And so he's going to be leaving our nest as our last one here in the next couple of months. So my oldest is 26 and he was married this year fun. to a girl that we really love. And then my next daughter is 24 and she is off in the world working and doing great things there and then my next daughter is 20 and she will be graduating from college this year and moving on to something else that we're not sure yet and then like I said my youngest he is 18 and so we're just getting into a season of life that like I know that the people that a lot of people that listen to yours are young moms and in the thick of all that. And I just never thought I would get out of that. And here I am. Like, I know people say that all the time, but it's true. <laughs> it goes. Yeah, and I keep interviewing people <laughs> like you that are, you know, but I really like the light at the end of the tunnel <laughs> perspective. There, is, you there know? is one and it just, the light just kind of changes. I don't know how to explain it, except that you're not any less involved in everybody's life, except well, you are, but it's just not the day-to-day, but they drop in at any time. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, so um, good. And I would love to talk to you a little bit if you're willing to share, because um, you told me before we hit record that when your kids were little, you w- went through a pretty hard time. I did. And so if you want to, yeah. you know, now that hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Yeah. <laughs> that you learned through that or whatever that could help. I did. I, well, when my kids were pretty little, I think, yeah, very little, I had depression really hard. And when I started diving into what that was and what was going on, I realized I'd had depression for quite a while, Mm -hmm. but it was like a hard depression and I couldn't ignore it anymore. So I had to do something about it. So I, luckily I was surrounded by some people. Can you tell us more about that? About the depression? Yeah, about where you realize you can't ignore it anymore. Like, what does that look like exactly? It just made it that I couldn't, I wasn't showing up for my kids, you know, and I was, um, I just wasn't mentally able to, like, support them as they needed me to. They weren't, I couldn't, um, I couldn't function normally like I'm a really high functioning person and I wasn't able to I didn't have energy I couldn't like I found myself pulling away from like if we needed to go do something I just had my husband take them and I just knew that wasn't what I wanted and I just was I felt like I was I had totally lost who I was and and that's why is like I what really 
got me to get some help is one day my husband called. He used used to call me every day at, at lunchtime and he, he called me and then we had, a, I mean, I thought I had just talked to him like ever, like I always did, but I was laying in bed at the time and he showed up. He drove home from work because he heard something in my voice that he knew that I needed him to get home. So um, luckily we had, I have a couple of neighbors that are psychologists and they were able to get me into somebody that was specific for what I needed, got me on medication and that is not an easy thing to get through in the first place. You don't just get on a medication and you're better. Right. You have to try a bunch of different ones. And mine was a chemical depression. It wasn't that my anything in my life had like driven me to this. There just were um, the connections in my brain that, that weren't being made. And once I got on the right medication, I was explaining to my doctor that I'm like, I wake up with the most horrendous headaches. He's like, that is actually a good thing. He's like, your brain is making connections yeah. with um, and the synapses or something that we're not making connections. And so you could tell, and I went through some anxiety that I'd never had before by trying different medicines. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I got to where I could start functioning again. Yeah. So this is very interesting because I even have an episode that I call be your whole you, because Mm. a lot of times, especially because we have the technology now and the medication that can actually help your brain. And so there is definitely chemical depression and anxiety and things like that, that you for sure need to, you know, figure like, it's awesome that we have those options. And then there's also things that like, like I just called it funk. Like some days I just oh, yeah. feel like I'm in a funk or whatever, you know, and then like, but we make that so much bigger with the way we think about it, you know? And so if we're like freaking out that our kids are being anxious or that we're feeling a little bit blue, like maybe a little seasonal depression or something like that, um, like there's no right or wrong way to do it. Right. It's just right. interesting to hear different people's stories and how it looks for you to be like, Oh, maybe I should go see a doctor about this, or maybe I can just accept that this is just kind of my shadow side, or this is my 50% or whatever, or however we want to look at it, you know? Well, I and, can definitely see the difference now. And as compared to then, like I could not, I could not will myself to do anything. And it just got darker and darker mm-hmm. to where I was having thoughts that were not, myself yeah and now that you know I I mean I I don't take medication anymore but I'm absolutely not against it if I needed it I would take it again but now because of the way that I manage my my brain and my thoughts and all the things that I learned because of that dark place Mm -hmm. um I can see that it's not going to last forever where back then there was I there was no way I could see that there was an end to it. So it was different. Yeah. Well, and that's like a really um, hopeful story. I feel like, because a lot of people feel like, well, if I get on meds, then like you said, first of all, I have to figure it out and then my brain will get used to it. And then I'm going to have to try it again. And like you get dependent or you need more and more and more, but maybe literally like your brain just needs help making those, those synapses. And then once it does, then it can carry on on its own. So it's not that, like that once you need glasses, you'll always need glasses kind of thing. And you'll well, need a and, bigger prescription all the time. Like maybe, or maybe not, who knows, you know? And really there's cool. no judgment. If you, I know your daughters are diabetic and I, 
you would never say, okay, you've had insulin long lift. Let's exactly. try to not, let's just try to have your body make that on its own. Yeah. So you have to be smart about it. You can't yeah. just say, I'm going to get off my medication. You have to do it with the doctor and maybe you're not going to, and that's okay too. Yeah, exactly. So I was talking to some friends the other day about my anxiety I have driving in the car because I've been Ooh. in a couple of car accidents. So my brain is like traumatized yeah. and they were like asking me, what do I do? You know, and I'm like, there's some things that I try that help. And they're basically, they're asking like, can I fix it? You know? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe if I got serious about like some therapy, there's like different yeah. types that could like quote unquote fix it. But a lot of people live with anxiety every day. And I like to look at it like the diabetes. It's like, if it's a diagnosis that you know is going to be with you for the rest of your life, then you're just going to manage it versus yeah. fix it. And there's something wrong with me and it's a problem and things like that. Yeah, so. exactly. I, there's a lot to be said about that and how you think about it and how you, how you view it. So like, I don't view when I have, and I still have depressed, I still have depression where it will hit me for a day or so. Mm -hmm. um, and if it went on longer than that, or, you know, weeks, I would, definitely get back into a doctor and get that fixed but now that I you know I can get myself to where I can get to a better place but I don't judge myself while I'm in the depression it's just more yeah. that we're like okay I'm feeling depressed I feel depressed right now and I am going to work through it I'm going to call on all my things that I've taught myself all along the way which has been a long 10-15 year journey to figure it out I'm going to call on those things and I'm going to make myself do them and yeah. the hardest thing is that sometimes when you're in the depression, you don't want to. So right. even in that. Yeah. And so that is what um, I was wondering about in your story is that like your husband was like, I can hear something in her voice. I'm coming over. Like it wasn't you. You weren't able to, you know, have that metacognition, like thinking about your thinking or even like being able to see what's happening. And a lot of people even kind of are in a little bit of denial about that, you know? Yeah. And so that's the tricky part sometimes, right? It, it can be really tricky. And I would have loved to have had somebody that was, I mean, I was lucky. My husband was right there and I could ask him for help, but I was also trying to hide it from my kids, you know? So that's, that's really hard. And that's, I'm really grateful now that they're older. We can talk about that. And so my, my kids are going through some of those hard things too. And now I have that viewpoint that I can help them. And I've been able to help other people too, just by, because I recognize it. And so we kind of need to keep our eyes open to other people and what they, what they need. Like you, if you know somebody and they're your friend and you can see that something's just different and you can, if you really pay attention, they can't hide it that good, <laughs> you know, and we had just moved to a new area. So it wasn't that people knew me that well. It was just my spouse that knew me for that at least. Yeah. Yeah. And again, not, you know, necessarily with the mentality of like, oh, they're broken, they're, they need to be fixed, oh, no. help, whatever. Like, And so I think when people feel like our genuine love and concern and that it's not coming from a place of judgment or whatever and just, you know. Absolutely. I think women are, are so good at that, really. Like when we don't, when we really do look at people from a viewpoint of love and we want to just help. And when, especially if you've been through something like that, you can give so much empathy and compassion. That's women are built for that. And that sometimes that's our downfall because we give it to everybody else, but we don't give it to ourselves. So that's, <laughs> that's why we get into these states a lot is because we don't give it to ourselves like we need to. Yeah. And then even like, 
I like to think of it as like a shame bubble that just needs to be popped, you know, like that nobody's going to be the first one to admit it kind of thing. And so I kind of use like that. I'm kind of an open book and kind of open to just talk about whatever confessions of a messy mom. Right. And so like, I'll just, I'll just get the ball rolling, you know, and tell people what I'm going through and then they feel more safe to open up to anyway. And it's not always easy when it's a, when it's a, when it's a wound still, so mm-hmm. as it begins to heal, then I I felt like I was able to do that too, and like be able to see it more often in people, and then share what I go through, and then I've had a lot of people open up to me about what they're going through too, yeah. just from breaking that shame bubble, like you said. Yeah, so fun. Okay, so let's talk about self connection because our connection with ourself, our relationship with ourself, is really what this podcast is all about. Like when you believe that you are a good mom, like you do your own self healing, all your, um just when you love yourself, it's so much easier to love your kids instead of needing them to love you to fill that hole in yourself. Right. 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 And that's one of the things that my favorite thing that I teach in the classes that I teach is that self-connection is finding the way to learn to love yourself so that you can love those other people better. I don't like it when people think that taking care of yourself makes you selfish or something. And I think that depends on the way that you take care of yourself. It depends on your intention, obviously. Like if you're trying to pull yourself out of your life instead of getting your, giving more of who you are to your life, I think that's the difference. Mm-hmm. So my favorite thing to teach is about self-connection and giving yourself what you need so you can give to others. Yeah. So do you have some tips or something quick from what you Yeah, I, I do. I start every day. And this is one of the things that I learned as I was coming out of my depression. I call that period, my fog, where I was learning a lot of different things. And I would say, um, I, I created a method that's called the unique connection method. And that's really, it's not super involved. It just goes into connecting to your time and how you spend your time and what your priorities are connecting to your life and the way that you want to live out those priorities and then connecting to yourself. So I thought we could talk a little bit about the connecting to yourself part, because I think that goes along more with what your audience would need right now. And I break that down into what I, I I teach it as camp connection and I'll just teach you a little bit about that. I'll teach you about the first part in, in camp connection. I teach about um, a first aid kit. And the first thing we talk about in there is a compass Mm -hmm. that you start your day off with purpose. And that compass, you know, it really has, you know, it gets you in the right direction. And I break it down and make it into have three different parts. And the first one is called self-care to service. And that one is one that you kind of have to teach yourself how to do, but it's stopping at the, like at the very beginning of your day, or sometimes if I'm really out of it, I have to kind of wait as the day goes on. But at some point in your day, you have to stop and be like, what is it that I need? What is it that I'm maybe hoping somebody else gives me, but they're not going to read my mind. So I have to figure this out on my own. So I call it self-care to service because I figure out what do I need to make me feel more fulfilled in who I need to be so that I can give to others. So that's where it's self-care to service. So I take a minute and I write down every day, like what is something that I feel that I need today? Is it to um, give myself a little bit more self-compassion and slow down? Or do I need to like give myself a swift kick in the butt and get going because I'm, you know, I've got more in me than I need. And I'm the only one that knows how to what I need. And so that's why I take time to think that through. So I write that down every day. 
So can you give us some examples? Because if we're not used to even being in touch with what we need, we like, we don't even know. We don't even realize we're doing this, relying yeah. on somebody else to do it. Sometimes I'm tired because I didn't get enough sleep. And sometimes I'm tired because I'm not doing what I need to be doing. So I'll, I'll stop and I'll think, okay, why am I, am I really tired because I've been doing too much? And if that, so I just think about that for a minute. And if I've been doing too much, then I'm like, okay, I'm going to make sure that like at lunchtime today, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to pick up a book that I want to, that I've been wanting to read. Now, I know this is not always possible. Maybe you have a nap time. I mean, hopefully everyone has like at least 15 minutes in their day where every, everyone's taken care of for a little bit. And instead of like doing the dishes, yeah. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to read, read this book that I've been wanting to read. So that's just one little example. Obviously, my life's a little bit different right now, but I, I totally remember what yeah. it's like to have everybody needing you every second of the day. But it and I does felt like one of the indicators um, for me, and I think a lot of people in my <laughs> circumstances, right, is when we're feeling a lot of resentment. Yes. And so if I re feel resentful towards my husband, then I'm like, what do I need right now that I am expecting him to provide and he's not right. doing or, um, or towards my kids, you know, when right. I have this recurring thought, I never get to do what I want to do. Then I need to figure out what you're explaining here, you know, is to like find a time where I'd like give myself the permission to acknowledge the kids are fine. I can do what I want to do right now or right. to tell them no. Cause they're constantly coming at me with a million requests and I don't have to fulfill all those requests all day long. No. I can tell them. No, I can tell my brain. No, I don't need them off the floor right now. I need a sand read book. <laughs> right. That's I like, I mean, I've been studying a lot about self-compassion and that is one of them. And if you would not, if you treating yourself and talking to yourself, like in a way that you would never talk to any of your kids, like you're not going to like yell at them and tell them, no, I no, 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 you can't have that. And if you're talking to yourself that way, like I'm resentful because I never get any time. And then you're yelling back at yourself, like, well, you don't deserve any time. You've got all these kids. They all need you. You can't, what, do, why do you think that you deserve a few minutes? That's yeah. not compassionate. I, I mean, one of the ways that I show myself the most compassion is through journaling is because when I sit down and I, I'm not writing out what I have to do or what I've done during the day, I'm writing to myself. Like if I don't know what I need, sometimes sitting down and writing out, like, what is it that you need? Why do you feel resentful? What's making, and I'm writing exactly what I'm saying right now. Yeah. And yeah. So and so that fills our first AAA battery. Like I was talking yeah, about the I three AAA batteries. batteries that we, mm -hmm. so the awareness, like we don't yeah. even know what we don't know. And those journaling exercises and, and thought work and things get us the awareness of what's even happening. Like, why right. do I feel so resentful and right. that awareness? Right. And the only way that I could get those few minutes to be able to do that stuff when my kids were little is I'd had to get up a little bit earlier than they did. <laughs> And that was not always easy. Luckily, I didn't have like 4 a.m. kids, but I was starting to get up at five. So I would have half an hour or to an hour of my own time of thinking about what it is that I need. And yeah. I mean, I didn't start out with that because obviously I wasn't thinking that way back then, but I wish that I would have. That would have been nice. I would get up and I would do what well, my next thing is a spiritual practice. I've always done that. And mm -hmm. so I would get up to make sure I got that first thing in the morning. But that is the second part of my compass is that spiritual practice. But I, you know, it doesn't come 
you know, easily when you have a lot of little kids and they yeah. all need you and you never know when they're going to need you, yeah. which is the same for adult kids, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great. Because <laughs> yeah. they're sleepy, but yeah. But at least they can put their own shoes on. <laughs> at least they can put their own they shoes on. Oh, the of, exactly. I'm not saying that definitely <laughs> little kids are harder. But <laughs> there's no question right? about that. But cool. yeah, so okay. So the second. compass, you start on purpose. Yeah, I start on purpose with the self-care to surface uh, service and I decide what I what I need the most. And I always make sure I have time for a spiritual practice. Now it's gotten longer than it was when my kids were little, but yeah. you know, you still make time for that. Yeah. And so I make sure that I make a connection with what I believe is God and and I make sure that I have time to read my scriptures or read things that help me to feel connected to something higher than myself. That's what I choose to do. Mm-hmm. And then the, my third one is that I come up with a, an affirmation that I say to myself every day. What's something that I need to hear? Like you said, like if you need, you need some positive feedback from your husband that can't read your mind and doesn't know exactly how to say it. Well, I know how to say what I need to hear, you know, like you're doing a good job. And I, I do love how you say you are, that you are a really good mom and doesn't matter like what you're doing. If you're trying, you are a really good mom. So if I had to say that to myself every day, I would choose something that I needed to hear that day. And I would write that down as a daily affirmation. So those are the three things that I make. I sure I start my day off with every day is getting my compass set to yeah. head in the right direction. So fun. And then I just want to mention the second um, AAA battery real quick too, because once we have the awareness, we tend to like judge it or use it against ourselves. And so we have to have that. Um, what do I call the second battery? <laughs> awareness and then acceptance. Yeah allowing all of it to just be what it is and so whenever I hear fun things like what you're sharing I always like my brain just always uses it against myself so then I always go back to well then my second battery needs to be recharged like um even a spiritual practice you know like when the kids are running around crazy if you don't wake up before them to have time to like sit down and crack a book it's like you know the best I can do right now is like I, I got in this, um, I like listened to the scriptures on the app while I was brushing my teeth. So it was like, there was a couple of days where I'm like, "Mm, I don't think I brushed my teeth today. And then I'm like, and I didn't, therefore I didn't even listen to my scriptures today. Therefore, no wonder I'm like losing my mind right now. Like the smallest little basic things, you know, just keeping the minimum baseline. So minimum and being okay with that, like having acceptance of like, because really, 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 we do not beat ourselves up better. Like we think that we can and it never works. And so accepting this is where I'm at today. And literally, if I want to change it tomorrow, I can. It's so much easier to change it tomorrow when there's nothing wrong with today. Like there's no problem. It's okay. And now what do I want to do? So with all three of those, it's like we could just use them against ourselves if we let our brain go on default. (laughs) Right. Because you're not doing them. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Not doing them. Not doing them right. Not doing them enough. Not doing them like Marla does it. Not, you know. Well, that's the thing is like, it's like, that's why I don't say, okay, do this for 20 minutes or do this for the, you know, or do this exactly like this because everybody is different and we're all at different seasons of life. You can't make it the same for everybody. And like you said, we just have so much grace for other people that we don't give ourselves. (laughs) 
So it's like, yes. never judge somebody else for how their spiritual practice looks, unless you're, no, of course not. Yourself, you always, like you're not doing it, get it out it anyway. Exactly. You would never say that to somebody else. And so that was one thing that I had to learn is that I would never talk to a friend or show up for somebody else in the way that I'm showing up for myself or talk to myself. Yeah. And when I realized that I was doing that, it was almost like, gosh, why do I, why would I be so mean to myself? And just recognizing that and paying attention to it changed it. Like not overnight, but I, it did change it. Like I don't talk to myself like that anymore. And when I do, I catch it a lot faster. Yeah. Yeah, the awareness comes faster. And then yes. with the self-compassion and the grace and the acceptance and allowance, it's so good. Yep, it's putting all that together for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so we have our compass set. Sorry, the alarm keeps going off. And um, and that's part of your unique. That's part it? of my camp connection, which is which how I describe it is I've got camp connection and unique connection. Camp oh, connection fills in the potholes of our life so we can move forward and unique connection helps you to move forward along the path. And, mm -hmm. and so it makes it a little bit smoother, ride. But definitely the things I teach in camp connection help you to fill in those potholes. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, let's um, wrap up, I guess you want to tell people how they can learn more and like take these classes where you get all this. Good oh, sure. Yeah. So everything's at hunkydory.com. So you can start there and then it links you to everything else. But if you want a quicker one to get to a camp connection and unique connection, you can go to camp um, hunkydory.com forward slash courses. And they're all there. I have a couple other ones too, that are on there that are just quick, easy ones that help you to manage your time and things like that. Um, and then when I teach unique connection, there's a couple different ways you can take it. You can take it where it's an online course where you can, if you like to learn with videos and classes that way and do it kind of on your own pace. And then you have like little Zoom sessions with me where you 15 minutes a week while you're doing it. Or if you do it better with like the coaching method, I, I teach it on um, hour long courses for as long as you need. I start with an eight week course where you teach, teach the same thing, but it's more specific to you and it's personal one-on-one -on -one. Awesome. then if you just want to learn more about you know how to keep life going without feeling so burdened down by all the things that seem to burden us all down um i have my podcast that's called overburden no more and so you can get that unique connection i mean sorry camp, camp <laughs> hunkydory.com for slash podcast mm -hmm. but again you can just go to hunkydory.com and everything's right there so fun because it's all hunky-dory, right? All hunky-dory with two E's because my last name's Beach. So that's why it's spelled that way. Yeah, so fun. Okay, cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on. It was so fun to chat. Well, thanks for having me. It's fun to be here. And uh, let me just remind everybody that you are a good mom. And if you don't believe that, go to dropthewar.com forward slash belief to um, get my little course there on the how-to. I love your courses because I'm always like, yeah, but how? Yeah, yeah, but ow, like it always sounds nice in theory, but actually putting it into practice. And so if you need help believing that you are a good mom, drop the war.com. Everything's there <laughs> or forward slash believe to go straight to that. And like you mentioned, if anyone listening has any kids with type one diabetes, I love to coach on that specifically. So that's forward slash T1D. All right. Thanks, Marla. Thanks, listeners. We'll see you next time.